expectations. Welcome to High Expectations. What are we talking about today, Alan? I've been thinking a lot recently about Halloween and when you're a kid and you go trick-or-treating and you don't get lollies, like you get other things and it's really disappointing. Oh yeah, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, like one time I went to this guy's house and he's like, I don't have any money. And we said, no, we want lollies, we don't want money. And then he said, I guess I've got some oranges. And then he came back with oranges and it was oh, really lame. Like, hey, hey, the woodpecker's back. The woodpecker's back? Is that what they're knocking down at Sweden Sounders? Are you having, <laughs> Are you having a fantasy right now? <laughs> I think it's coming from the balcony. This is the woodpecker from episode on. one. check with it. <laughs> episode of all time and we've all got right. to change the topic really yeah oh my god all right what do, what do we talk about instead pick anything else just trust me sorry i can't stay because i don't know how long this time travel thing's gonna last and i've got to go back in time and stop myself eating kfc in the first episode oh yeah you already suffered about that yeah wow. hey no, ellen nice outfit oh well, thank you you got a nice outfit too oh well you know Where'd you get it from? Op shops. <laughs> You're both, the usual. You're both really beautiful. Thanks, Jaslyn. Thanks, Jaslyn. I wish Kathy was here to see this. She's I know. This is like the opportunity of a lifetime. She just had to be sick or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, okay, yeah, so you can't stay. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, what were you going to say? You can't stay? No. Uh, forget about it. I we got, get a photo? We will, we'll ruin the time. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, I feature Alan. <laughs> Oh my god, that was amazing. I know, I was really, that was something. Wow. Wow, time travel was really cool. I yeah. Guess we could talk about that. I kind of think it's a bit lame that I decided to use the time travel trick to come back here and tell us to do a different episode, but grateful nonetheless. Time travel's the best. I'm a big fan. Let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> what do you think about time travel? Like, you don't want to do it? Obviously, you have. <laughs> yeah, but future me. So I don't know what it's like yet, but yeah, I would. Would you use time travel to, like, win someone over or redo a relationship? I feel like I would primarily use time travel for something fun. I think I'd just be like, let's go back in time and see my parents when they're young and see what they were like and, like, hang out with them or, like, just something fun like that or, like, and like freak out myself. Risk them not getting together because... Oh, yeah, that's cute. a future. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the Future is definitely probably one of my favourite films either. Anyone who does it, there's a lot of people that don't like Back to the Future, and I'm not sure what that's about. It's a really good movie. Movies. Those first, those movies, those two movies are so good. Two movies. Back to the Future 1, 2. The second one being great because it plays on the name Back to the Future because they went back to the future. To the future. They went back to the future twice. (laughs) And then nothing happened after that second film, and it was a great conclusion to the series. <laughs> the first one's... No, the first one's the classic. And yeah. then the second one is also great. And then the third one should be forgotten. That's what I think. But then it ties everything up nicely, and I, at the end... Do you have, like, a 
a philosophy or time travel that you think is the the right way, like in Back to the Future, things that happen in the past that get changed to affect the future, and like you know, there's the the photo where like people are disappearing from because they've never oh, yeah. the photo. Or oh yeah. You go back to the future and suddenly a minute change had a, a big impact. Yeah. Whereas some people think that if you, if you go back to the, the past and change something, when you go back to the future, you go into a different timeline, which doesn't actually affect the real world where you came from or something. It's all kind of parallel university dimensioning things. Oh, okay. I feel like the the more popular theory is if you go back in the past, don't touch anything because you could, yeah, like not be born. You could, you know, accidentally kill a butterfly. Isn't that the butterfly effect? One that's of the butterfly effects yeah. that a little thing can cause something huge somewhere else, isn't it? Yeah, so but, I think that's quite a famous, I think it's Arthur C. Clarke short story it's based on. Oh, yes. With some, like, dinosaur hunting expeditions. They go back in time to hunt dinosaurs. And they've already found a dinosaur that's about to die of natural causes. Yeah. And they shoot it instead. But then one guy steps off a trowel and kills a butterfly. And when they come back to the future... He doesn't understand any of the language because everything's changed. Ah. So I feel like I'm like an amateur in this time travel realm and you are the professional. <laughs> I do have a fascination with time travel movies. I mean, it's kind of unknown that my favourite rom-com is a time travel movie. So it's like a brilliant match. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Back to the Future is a rom-com, I guess, but it's, it's kind of hidden. Yeah. Behind kind of more an adventure movie? Definitely adventure. Yeah. It's all about the love in the end. Yeah, it is. And it's really the main plot, the first one especially, is about his parents and their, yeah, their romantic relationships. So it's all about, basically all the plots are driven by romantic relationships. Like it's, it's unusual for the, the protagonist of a rom-com to not be the one that needs to be in the relationship. Yeah. It's a sly way of doing it. Yeah. Another theory about time travel, there's a short film, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, called no, One Minute One Minute Dating Thing. Maybe we could just watch it. Okay. Um, Can we? Yeah. Let's do it. The premise of this short film is that when you time travel, you die in the, in the present. So basically a dead body is, is left in your place. And you don't know this because you've, tra- you've traveled. So this is a short film about a guy who's trying to win over a woman by time traveling back in time one minute and the consequences of this. So we'll just pause for a second and watch this video. While this ambulance goes by. Okay. We'll be right back. Please wait. And we're back. <laughs> How long were we gone for? You don't know. <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> what did you think of that? That was really funny. I liked it. It wasn't scary. No. It was a little bit scary. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Are we going to put it like in our show notes or something? Yeah. Check out the show notes and you can watch it too. So basically, the the concept basically was it's similar to about time in that he what's impressive about is he kept redoing it with the use of time travel because he can keep redoing, redoing, redoing. Yeah, and same kind of concept as like Groundhog Day, where the guy learns a lot about the woman and tries again every day, every single day. But it's just so manipulative. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the lesson, even in this short film it's the same one that they're given about time which I said quite early on is that no amount of time travel can make someone love you oh yeah there will always be something that comes out they have to genuinely love you yeah oh my god it reminds me of the short film that Jono made 
it was about time travel. He did really well for it. It was at uni. And <laughs> the concept was that this guy kept going back in time to try and talk his girlfriend out of breaking up with him. The moral of the story is every time he went back, it didn't matter what he did to try and change it. She was always going to break up with him. So time travel can't really help him. Good mindset, I guess. Yeah, and whatever's wrong in the relationship is always going to be wrong. He can't go back in time and change it. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. I want to see that video. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it. I'd love to see it. Yeah, Jono, if you're listening. <laughs> if we tell him we said his name, he yeah. will listen. <laughs> Jono, if you're listening, please link me. Please. Please let us watch it. No, I want to talk about About Time. Okay. Because that brought up a really important part of time travel, which I've has made me really think about my own personal life at the same time. We are in About Time. These the males of a family line have the ability to do time travel back back in time, not to the future. But they have to do it from like a dark cupboard or something. <laughs> for some reason. And they show up back in the past as if nothing's happened. There's no there's no like two of them, I don't think. It's just No. But if they make any changes in the past, if they go back to the future, they realise there. But the thing that really kind of freaks me out is the time travel bubble gets smaller as your life goes longer because the further back you go the more you have to affect in the future so this guy goes back and disrupts the exact second that he has a baby so then when he goes back to the future the baby's different because it's a different sperm so then he knows then that the limit to time travel is just after a conception to go back and have the same family and that keeps shrinking as people get sick or whatever. So I think about to myself, I think, okay, these things about the my past that I kind of regret or like to change, but who wouldn't I meet if I went back too far and changed things? I wouldn't want to go to the past, change something, come back to the future, and I don't know Alan. <laughs> that would be heartbreaking. We wouldn't have this podcast. Right? So I used to think, okay, my... My time travel bubble limit is now, like, 2014 or something. Yeah. I can't go back before then. But I think lately it's, it's, it's shrunk even more. I don't think I can go back before 2016 now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And that's actually a good feeling because it means that I'm content enough with my life. Yeah. That I don't want to go back and change everything. Yeah. Makes me feel good. Even though I'd love to time travel. If I find out that the, ti- the real time travel theory is that you can go back to the past do whatever you want and come back and you that timeline's a different timeline you can go back to your original timeline that's all cool i'll go experiment with that and it's kind of like a dream and that in the dream nothing really matters i can do whatever i want you know like yeah you can cheat on your partner or whatever in your dreams because it's just a dream like groundhog day actually you could go back and do anything you wanted like you could commit crimes you could go crazy you could. Eat so much food, and then you well maybe you get a bad stomachache. Would you if you ate a lot of food in the past and came back to the future? Would you still have a really bad stomachache? Because you're still you in your body. Wow. Um. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay, so you couldn't eat a lot of food and not have the consequences. Well, it's a great question actually. <laughs> I don't know if that's been addressed in time travel literature. <laughs> it, it would depend on your mode of travel. If it's you physically moving through time and space yes the food will still be in you if it's your consciousness that <laughs> travels through time 
and inhabits the past versions of you, then the past version of you would be full. Then the future version of you wouldn't, but the future version of you might have a ruptured stomach. Oh. Or you might have like a scar from when you had a ruptured stomach and had to have surgery for it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there are consequences of what you do on your body. But if the timeline doesn't matter, if you could go back in time and it could kind of exist as a parallel world. Yeah. And if you go back to your future and there are no consequences, then in theory you can do anything you want. Yeah, you could commit crimes. But then what if you commit crimes, then you go to jail and then you don't have the ability to get back to your... That would be horrible, wouldn't it? Get it back to your really time hard. machine. And maybe that happens a lot. Who knows? <laughs> but, so the way around that on Groundhog Day was that you only... He only exists on the same day, no matter yes, what. Yes, yes. So he can go, go to sleep in jail, he'll wake up in his bed, like normal. And About Time is just a really sweet movie as well. It's, it's really nice. It makes me so happy to watch. Yeah. Until near the end when it makes me really sad. Yeah. It's, you know, but it's got some good lessons and it's kind of fun chemistry. The whole going to a cupboard thing is just hilarious. Yeah. And they also use it for like, oh, using it for love is quite ambitious. But the dad uses it to just read more books, which is 100% what I do with it. But it's also really naff. It's like, I can do anything I want, but I just choose to have more time to read. Which is 100% what I do. Like, I'd be so much happier in my job if I just had more time to read. Isn't isn't that what Hermione does in Harry Potter? She goes to different classes. So she goes to classes that that are at simultaneous times with... I'm not a Harry Potter expert, but she's given a little instrument that allows her to travel through time. So she could go to one class and then she could go back in time and go to the class that was on at the same time. And everyone's like, okay. how, are you, how are you in so many different classes? And she's like, but surely, like, yeah. I think that's really irresponsible because I think she was given the the instrument by Professor McGonagall, but Professor McGonagall's quite sensible. And Harry Potter fans, can you explain this to me? Because I feel like although Hermione has limitless time, surely she doesn't have limitless energy and that would make her exhausted she's just a right. young girl and like take some time off at night damn yeah no, exactly but Hermione's one of those like super ambitious people probably only needs four hours of sleep can somebody explain to us if Hermione only needs four hours of sleep which is one of those people because we don't know Harry Potter as well as we should mm. and like she but would you have age. watched Back to the Future so yeah don't judge me yeah. <laughs> step off <laughs> about time Stars Bill Nighy as the dad. Yes. Brilliant actor. And Rachel McAdams, who features in two pretty cool time travel rom coms. Yes. And also Midnight in Paris. Yes. Triple. Triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the time travel's wife, actually, but. I liked the book when I read it. If we're going to compare Time Travel's Life to About Time. So the reason why I want to talk about these two films is because I think one takes the concept and does it really well. And the other doesn't. And the reason for that is because time travel in About Time is fun and funny. And it's used for, like, a comedic effect. Yeah. And it's really effective. But in The Time Traveler's Wife, time travel is something that's forced upon you. It's not fun. So right. the main character in The Time Traveler's Wife is forced to travel through time whether he likes to or not. Which is, have you ever read Kurt Vonnegut Jr.'s Slaughterhouse-Five? No. The main character doesn't live his life in a linear way, so he's constantly time-travelling through his timeline. So he's seen himself die, for example, or he can go back to being a kid, or he can go back to when he was at war, and it's forced upon him. But that's quite well done because it's like, life is ridiculous, and 
it's a satire basically and it's all the social commentary and you sit back and you're like oh wow that was really clever and then you finish time travel's wife and you're like but why like that story why like why did they decide to use time travel for that story i don't know why anyway i don't know what i'm trying Mm. to say exactly but i think it's that it's that time travel is this miserable thing that's forced upon him and every time he time travels he ends up being naked that's one thing you leave your clothes behind yeah and so he has to steal and he also just is a thief like he's just a criminal but we're all meant to like sympathize with him and think he's a great person and it's an amazing love affair what is compelling about the time travel's wife though is that he he can't choose where in time he wants to be so he's all he also is goes to places in time not just that he's experienced but that is related to his loved ones so he goes and sees his wife when she's like five so he is forced to gravitate towards his loved ones so he meets his wife for the first time when she's about five or six and then he sees her grow up and that is compelling because I don't know it's just really interesting this but it's also incredibly creepy it's like she meets her husband when she's six and he's this like older dude it's kind of creepy but it's also like the a fantasy that a it's lot a of fantasy, yeah, a lot of couples have, where like you must be so cute when you were a toddler. I wish I could come and meet you as a toddler, and yeah, and then and also have your life mapped out for you like that. Like like yeah. it's you don't have to go through the whole dating and getting disappointed, getting your heart broken, because in the time traveler's wife, she already knows who she's going to end up with, which creates an incredibly yeah. obsessive and unhealthy love affair. It would yes, she like literally tracks him down, and she's like immediately obsessed with him and seduces him immediately and, and he's like I, I don't even know who you are and, and it's great but I don't know who you are and she's like oh well we've done the sex thing before so for me it's not a big deal because <laughs> to her they've, they've right. already had a relationship true but she's had a relationship with his future self they did this very well in Doctor Who oh yeah I can't talk about time travel we're not talking about Doctor, Doctor Who, Who yes. but in Doctor Who they have basically a couple that meet each other in the wrong order and so the the first time they meet, one recognises the other and the other one doesn't. And then the last time they meet, they don't recognise, the other one doesn't recognise because they're going in, in different directions in the timeline. Oh. They keep meeting in the wrong ways. The other thing that happens is the same thing as Time Travel's wife, is that the doctor meets his companion Amy as a small child, like eight years old or whatever, just for a night. And then she vaguely remembers him, but thinks he must have been a dream. So then, in like a few hours time for him, but 12 years time for her, he shows up again. And she has this kind of weird affection to him because he was her hero all her life. Yeah. And this is now suddenly real. What I, what I disagree no, with, though, no. is that they have to base their entire, especially Amy Pond, have to base their entire lives around because it's not I think that it's not just that it's imaginary I think it's that she has that great experience with the doctor and then he's like I'll be one minute I'm just gonna go yeah. out and come back and she's like cool and then yeah, yeah. years pass years and pass. she's like you didn't come back in my whole life I've been obsessing about you I've been waiting yeah and she's the girl who waits right yeah. that's the whole idea that's the whole concept of Amy Pond's character but you know shouldn't there be something more I if that were me I would be like oh yeah, I remember you when I was a kid, not very well, but you said you'd be back and you weren't and it was dumb and I don't really know you that well now. But her whole life is based around waiting for the Doctor, you know? Yeah. Her character is that. And it's the same thing with the time traveler's wife. She's just waiting for him to turn up. She doesn't live her life. She doesn't try to date other people, except for one dude, but anyway, because she's just waiting for him. And she's like, oh, okay, well, my life is 
predetermined for me, so what's the point in even challenging this? Yeah, it's like the ultimate arranged marriage. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it kind of just makes women out to not question things and kind of lead their life around a man, which is my feminist critique of that very theory. And it's, it's orchestrated for us, women as an audience as well, I think, because like I was saying, it's very compelling that he turns up as a child because it's like, oh, you know, I'm special enough for my husband from the future to come back and see me as a kid. It's like a fantasy. But yeah. then when you actually break it down and think about it, it's kind of sexist. You're right, it is. Do you think? Yeah. Just mainly because they don't give the female characters anything more. They just, they don't, they don't give them real lives. Like, I know that Amy Pond becomes much more than just the girl who waits. So yes. that's good. But I think that for that series, not so much. And I think the Time Traveler's Wife, she's not given anything else, to be honest. I, she doesn't, she's not a three-dimensional character. Yeah, and what a, a kind of a, tra- a tragedy of missing out on so much romantic and sexual experiences because you know that whoever you meet at the moment isn't the one. Exactly, and, so, and that like, sets up the myth of the one as well, you know, and that yeah. monogamy and like, oh, you're only going to need this one person or that person's going to be enough for you in marriage. And of course, there's like a huge marriage ceremony and, oh, he's not there for the marriage ceremony because he time travels against his will. It's just silly. <laughs> and the time that he, they finally like, I don't know, consummate their marriage or whatever, she must be like this really, really inexperienced virgin yes. who they probably have terrible sex because she doesn't know anything about her body probably or other people's bodies ah but he has sex with her when he's like 40 and she's 18 oh I see yeah I forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) wow okay (laughs) I guess if well yeah if you're already married and you go back in time to the past version of your partner is that cheating so say 30 year old Rachel McAdams would remember her 18 year old self having sex with this guy that she's married to now. Yes, because she, yes, yes. So she's not angry about that. No. But also, he went back to do it. Yes, he did, yeah. He had no control, right? So he just found himself there and thought, well, I guess I'll get it on. <laughs> yes. Like if someone showed up at the balcony, for instance, and was like, I'm from the future. And they said, I know you don't know me right now, but we get married in like five years' time and. It's great, and that's why you want to have sex now. You're like, fuck off, weirdo. Like, yeah, absolutely, fuck off, weirdo. But could they say that's the world's worst pickup line? But could they say things to you to convince you that actually they do know you really, really well, and maybe it's real? Yeah, but I don't think I'd have sex with them still, because I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't love you yet. So unless I like fell in love with them pretty quickly. What if they brought back in time a photo of you two together? You're like, that's great Photoshop, like, bro. That's a great Photoshop. <laughs> You're like, well, <laughs> the weirdest pickup artist. <laughs> that's right. It was such a scam. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. But it's worse than that, isn't it? Because he goes back to when she's six and he's like, I know you in the future. And like, grooms her from a very young age yeah. to love him. And it's weird. It is really weird. Actually, it's really weird. And here's, here's the other thing I was going to say, comparing the Time Traveler's Wife to About Time. I think the About Time does it much better because 
Time Traveler's Wife is just about love and relationships. And even though About Time sets itself up to be just about relationships, it's actually about life and family. And it's about so much more than love, right? Yes. And that makes it like, great to watch. Yeah. Whereas Time Traveler's Wife is just kind of, although it uses a twist on a theme, it uses kind of this fresh concept and it's clever in some ways, it's kind of the same old shit, isn't it? Really. It's just feeding us the same patriarchal bullshit. Or the fake heterosexual creepy relationships. Maybe there's some queer ones that I call. Yeah, exactly. Like... Like a Black Mirror episode called <laughs> San Junipero. <laughs> which we've got to talk about very carefully because it's a new episode. And we don't want to be too spoilery. But we can talk about what's like the... I think it's safe every to well say... plot points. I think it's very safe to say that they can travel through time in this yes. episode. So yeah. they can end up in different eras, but it's always based in the same time. The they, space, is, yeah. space is the same, but the time's different. Yeah, the space is, that's right. the, space yeah. is the same, time's different, but they're, they're restricted to the limit. So if they're in 1983 or 2002, they're restricted to 8pm at night to midnight. Yeah. Every time. Every yeah, time. Exactly. Okay, so that's yeah. what I mean by that. The time, the time of day is restricted... And the spatial location is also restricted, but the year is not restricted. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. there's a queer couple in it. That's Woo! why I watched it. Queer content. <laughs> Jazz and I stopped watching Black Mirror because I got put off because I thought it was too over the top. She got too scared. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 not this silliness. And then Jazz was like, no, 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 not this scariness too dark. I watched the first episode and I was kind of like, kind of quirky and interesting. But it was a really cool concept. Depressing. And the yeah. second episode was so scary. I watched it with Emily and I just kind of like hid my face into her body for what I described as some of the time. But then she corrected me afterwards and said actually it was most of the time. Aww. So I, I was like a scaredy cat. Me and Kathy watch because we watch a lot of American Horror Story. Whenever the scary stuff came out we'd both <laughs> Ellen is putting her hands over her face right now. <laughs> and Kathy has like specific things she doesn't want to watch. So she's like, tell me when the needles are over. And I can watch needles because I've had so many. Well, you're probably the same. So yeah. many blood tests in a life that you're like, I don't care but anymore. What I can't deal with on screen is vomiting. Oh my. Why? Oh. So much vomiting. Disgusting. Anyway, this episode didn't have any vomiting. No, no vomiting. So we're going to... Sp- spoil that you can watch it safely knowing there was no vomit and we're very grateful yeah part of the publicized plot is that it involves two women who fall in love yes yeah we received some questions on the on the subject from emily and do you want to share your thoughts on these questions i'll ask them okay yeah sure so what are your thoughts on her coming out of the closet after years realistic I think it is very realistic it's very common very common probably less so now but I mean speaking as a woman who didn't come out till she was 23 like it just wasn't something that occurred to me for such a long time because I could be with men yeah but then I was like actually there's this whole other side to me that I need to explore now and it honestly can be that buried recently a YouTube star called Ingrid Nielsen came out of the closet and she is gay she identifies as gay she's right. not into men but she was with men for a very long time she was about 26 when she came out and she's like 
I have known this my whole life, but I've just buried it and buried it and buried it down and denied it to myself for so long that I could just get away with telling myself that I was straight. Yeah. And it's, it is common and people could do that for their whole lives, especially if they come from a background where they're like, that's not natural. That's not okay. Yeah. You can just put that away and pretend to be like everyone else, be normal. There are a lot of people who, after their partners die or whatever, that's when they are more true to their own sexuality because there's like no one to disappoint with and break up with. And some people will bury a sexuality for decades. Other people won't necessarily have that sexuality, particularly with females, until later in life when suddenly their sexuality is fluid. Yes. And they wake up one, one day and they think, actually, I really want to be with a woman now. And that's, that, yeah, that happens all the time as well. Yeah, the sexuality yeah. is fluid thing. You get older, you don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. So this couple meets and Emily asks, what are your thoughts about how their uh, lesbian relationship started? Queer relationship. Yeah, we're, Small yeah, correction. We'll, we'll clarify Small that. correction, because Kelly... So the characters are both called Yorkie and Kelly. Yeah. And Kelly is definitely also into men. Yeah, she's bisexual. She fucks the everyone yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> How did their queer relationship get started? Do you think that was believable and in a natural way? In the context, yes. Well, the idea is that... Not to give too much away, yeah. but there is no consequences in this strange zone that's kind of right. beyond limits of time and space. Well, well not limits of space, obviously they have to stand yeah. place. But the, the limits of time, they're gone. So the consequences are different in this context. So they have no inhibitions and they're just going going for it when they norm- maybe would have been kind of worried. But So it's based in 1983. Yeah. So it's disorienting because you think of it in the context of that time frame. So in 1983... Homosexuality was illegal, and everything would have been really underground and maybe would have been more unsaid. But what happens is that Yorkie and Kelly meet, and Kelly says very forwardly, want to go to bed with me, which is maybe more of a 2016 thing to happen between two women. That's right. And that's like, huh, this is a very strange place. You know, at that point I was like, that's weird. I don't really think this is 1983. Yeah, it was very forward, and... The Yorkie, they dance early on in the episode, and yes. she's like, two women can't dance together. People yes. will stare at us, and it's weird. Which is so weird. And it's like, like no, it's that this, way. Is a, this is a party town, like, no one cares. But also, like, two women dancing together, like, two friends dance together. That's yeah, what I didn't understand. But I guess she felt guilty. Yeah, so, so she thought yeah. everyone was staring so at her. So subconscious. Yeah, yeah. And very kind of awkward in personality, and very shy. And I guess that kind of vulnerability is picked up on by Kelly. It's like, this is someone I can have some fun with and kind of push out of her shell and yeah. see what I can get away with on my little no-consequence night out. Yeah. And Kelly's like a total party girl. Very, very confident, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the relationship and chemistry in general? Was it believable? Yes. <laughs> just being asked the very questions you think like huh should I be questioning their chemistry I found their chemistry convincing sometimes I didn't think they had good chemistry but other times I did there are some moments in the plot where I certainly recognised that they were maybe making some jokes about lesbian relationships which I thought was kind of funny but also it was very sweet it wasn't done in like a haha this is what women are like when they're together kind of a way it was I don't think it was too much of a stereotype, which was really yeah. nice. And also two fem women yeah. as well. But also it showed 
how it's very common to have two people in a relationship that have different levels of libido and sexuality and experience where one is like new to everything and just wants everything now 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 yes and the other's like you're just another woman for my for my week and i don't feel that attachment to you but a new person especially when they like to just come out and they're like here's someone who accepts me for who i am like i want to be with them forever it's like euphoric you're all about them and they're like chill yeah <laughs> like this is just i'm just trying to help you dip your feet out here yeah, yeah. it's like a whole world so that was that kind of rang yeah. quite true yeah, it's interesting. Different contexts make us into make our decisions speed up. And anyway, I think the concept of the episode is really interesting. I think no one can really understand quite what we what we're skirting around unless yeah. they actually watch it. And if when they do watch it, there's an interesting theory on Reddit about what happens at the end, which I'd be interested to hear what people think of. If or not, like you don't have to email us. You should email us. I mean, yeah. you don't have to, but you should. And Facebook comment and share us with your friends. Yeah, retweet. Like, we will literally retweet anything you send to us unless it's mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Black Mirror, season three, episode four, San Junipero. Interesting compared to another Netflix series that's come out recently called Easy. And there's an episode called Vegan Cinderella, which I think is oh, yeah. full of stereotypes. So, it also be interesting to compare those to if you watch Vegan Cinderella. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Easy yet, but I will. Easy is up. not very good. I've been very distracted by period dramas. <laughs> period dramas are always good. Where's yeah. all the time travel period dramas? They must exist. I guess they're all Doctor Who episodes. Doctor Doctor Who, yeah. Hey, there is. Um, my mum really liked it. A time travel themed. Austin series where yeah. a woman she kind of goes into the books or she comes back from time but she's she's a, lives in the modern world but she's thrown into the Austin novels as like Lizzie Bennett and then she's just basically like pulling them all apart and then she's living in an Austin novel but as a modern person so that is like a time travel Austin cool we can like do a whole episode on Pride and Prejudice like adaptations speaking of podcasts we want to give a big shout out to the Cutaways podcast, who really are after our hearts, <laughs> Podcrash, because they talk about rom-coms every week in chronological order, with the odd one going back. And they've done some really great ones. They recently talked about Working Girl, which we talked about oh, on the Space yeah. Space podcast. And it was really Crossover. interesting hearing their talk, their take on it. Oh. Scenes that we were really up in arms about, they were just kind of like shrugged. They were like, oh, that was cute. It That's was, so interesting. It's, it's, really, it's a really interesting listen. And they're really, really cool. Shout out to Cutaway's podcast. Nice. And here's Kathy with our contact details. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on a post. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. I knew I'd just go with time travel. I wish Kathy was here. She'd be so overwhelmed by Tootie Allen. <laughs>